matter with you? You can't breathe? Here, knock window. Do not on the. Let's try it together, shall we? Do not knock on the window. But not... this is an interesting phenomenon that's taking place. It's like one person and then there's another one behind them, all standing quietly, one after the other. What do you suppose that is? It's a lie! That's what it is! It's a lie! Why don't you try waiting in the line? Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. And welcome to episode 21. Today we're going to be talking about our favorite guest stars. Uh... I guess guest appearances on any show, yeah. pretty much. I was pretty. I took some liberties, I think, with my <laughs> list. So, uh, I think I did too. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting to look at. Um, wow, twenty one episodes. Yep. Big Orange Couch can legally drink. <laughs> uh, before we uh, get into our favorite guest stars, as always, we like to share your emails, uh, and we have who have been our standard two emailers. Celeste and Justin up again uh, and Celeste has been kind of working through the series and she emailed us about favorite one-off characters mm. um, who in some cases are guest stars yeah yeah uh, but here's her top five number five she said Aunt Misty from Hey Arnold uh, she's Grandpa Phil's sister and while she had her quirks we discover why she and phil don't exactly get along and it's all because they were upset over the loss of their dog from childhood arnold helps them make peace um and she goes on to say i didn't mind her in the episode it was phil who drove me nuts as he seemed more angry about misty being there than misty seemed about having to be around phil attitude wise anyway um and that was from uh, season three good pick yeah yep. i remember that uh, she also mentions Belinda, number four, Belinda from Rugrats, uh, who um, was from an episode that I mentioned on one-off characters, but for Ferguson, for another character. Uh, Belinda's the girl who um, friends Tommy and Chucky in Showdown at Teeter Totter Gulch, uh, and I like her because she's just very sweet. Uh, hmm. I'm sorry she wasn't in more episodes. She's the girl that um, the mean girl at the playground was pretty much... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Belinda was okay. warning the kids, yeah. like, stay away from her. Um, so her number three was Emma from Rugrats. Uh, she's Chucky's second crush from season five, He Saw, She Saw. Um, but she was very sweet to Chucky and seemed like a perfect match for him. Much better than his first crush, who Celeste says she'll talk about when she discusses her bottom five characters. Hmm. Um, number two is Loretta LaQuigley from Doug. Definitely a misrepresented character. Yes, while she lied about knowing Yakistanesian, she wasn't lying about having an Aunt Marlene and taking Skeeter skiing, and was only trying to impress him. She actually wasn't a half-bad character, and I'm kind of sorry we didn't see a relationship between her and Skeeter form in a future episode. And oh yeah, the episode she's from is called Doug and the Little Liar. 
Hmm. Yeah, weird character. It was like she was like in a bunch of episodes in mm-hmm. the background and stuff, but only featured in that one episode. Yeah, strange. And that, um, I I distinctly remember as a kid being very angry, like I'm being on Doug's side of why is this girl such a liar? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and her number one favorite one-off character. Grandma Bishop from As Told by Ginger, which she says from 2000. Hmm. That's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. She says from the episode Goodbye Grandma Bishop, uh, we really get some insight into what a great person she was, and it makes you sorry that we didn't get to see her alive. And also, kind of, you get to see how people dealt with her death, um, Ginger, and how it made Ginger feel hmm. about wanting to learn more about her grandmother, who had also passed away at that point in the show. Hmm. Um, I, I don't remember that specifically. I did watch some As Told by Ginger, yeah. but um, I don't know the character, I guess. Yeah, no, no, neither do hmm. I, but um, thanks anyway, Celeste. And we got an email from Justin, uh, who wanted to comment a little bit on our 1990 year in review episode oh. last week, which uh, we know is a long one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you listen to the whole thing, good job. <laughs> Um, so, uh, he says his favorite album was Bad Religion Against the Grain. Hmm. Um, and I know our, sometimes our friend Kevin, who's on, he was a big Bad Religion fan in high school. (laughs) Um, favorite songs, he says there's plenty of good singles and pop music, none that I feel passionate about. However, King of Wishful Thinking (laughs) is great. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Um... Favorite TV show in order? Number one, he's with Jim, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. Um, even though it didn't debut, he mentioned Simpsons, Beverly Hills 90210, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, uh, In Living Color, Bobby's World, Tiny Toons, and Swamp Thing. Mm. Yeah, Swamp Thing. Wow, I like that. Yeah. Favorite movies in order? Number one, Home Alone. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Rocky IV, he says he knows it's not the best, but he still likes it. Number four, Back to the Future 3, worst one by far. <laughs> For wrong, Justin. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> no, we can't. Number five, Die Hard 2. Number six, Child's Play 2. Mm. Number seven, Kindergarten Cop. And number eight, Problem Child. Ah, yeah. Good picks. Yeah. The more I've thought about Problem Child, the more I realize I do dislike it. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, video games in order. Number one, Super Mario Brothers 3. Mm-hmm. Two, Super Mario World. Three, Dr. Mario. Four, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And Great five, game. And five, uh, F-Zero. Oh, yeah. I forgot All about Chippendale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, events. Totally with Jim here. <laughs> WWF WrestleMania 6. Uh, Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior wins WWF Championship versus Hulk Hogan. He says, I'm a huge wrestling fan, and it is without a doubt the thing I'm most passionate about. This event as a child blew my mind. One of the most memorable things that have happened to this day. To this day, I still sit ringside at most of the WrestleMania events. Love the episode review of 1990. I'm very excited for 91 and 92. Uh, 1990 was a fantastic year for WF, WWF, not so much Nickelodeon. Uh, and he actually included two pictures that he's, uh, he's got a picture where he's with Hulk Hogan and a picture where he's with Ultimate Warrior. So very cool. Uh, and then, uh, he said, PS Beyond Belief Factor Fiction is another one of my favorite all time shows. Yeah. That's a good one. Chris came in with the save there. Yeah. Uh, Really good one. For sure. Yeah. Um, Great so, list. Uh, yeah, thanks for writing in. Yeah, thanks, Justin and Celeste. Uh, very good. Are you ready to talk favorite guest stars? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about this list. Uh, 
it took me a little while to curate it. Yeah. I feel pretty confident about it. I didn't think I'd be as excited to do it as I thought, but then going through, there's there are a lot of good yeah. st- guest stars in '90s Nickelodeon more than more than you would think. Yeah, almost um, too many. Yeah, and as we've gone through the episodes and talked about different things like worst characters or favorite one-off characters. I think as we were going through, we realized how many people were showing up, and so it just seemed like yeah. a good topic to kind Especially of... Especially Pete and Pete, and yeah. Are You for the Dark had quite a few. Yeah, uh, all that. Those were probably the big ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, those are... And then there's some guest voices, um, which are sometimes supposed to be the person, sometimes not. But, uh... Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. Well, for my number five pick, I went with Gilbert Gottfried as Roy in the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, Tale of Station 109.1. Uh, <laughs> I think you get pretty much standard Gilbert Gottfried here, but uh, the extremes, the highs <laughs> and the uh, yeah. calm, like, centered Gilbert. Um, yeah. Really great performance, I think. Uh, and he kind of made the episode, in my opinion. Um, here's a... Why don't we listen to him? All right, let's not make a federal case out of this. So I made a teensy-weensy little mistake, and I was about to send an innocent young boy to his death. What? None of you ever did that before. So, good one. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I think one thing about him showing up is... Even as a kid, his voice was so distinctive that when he showed up, um, you knew, you may not know, it was weird. You didn't know exactly who he was, but you knew he seemed kind of important in comedy as a kid. Uh, And so the fact that he was in Are You Afraid of Dark, again, I didn't know who he was, but it felt kind of like, whoa, Are You Afraid of the Dark really scored a big (laughs) big name here. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you definitely recognize his voice, and I think I might have recognized him from Problem Child, because mm. I think this was a little bit later, a few years later. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think, the only other thing I know him from, from that period of time. Oh, and, and Aladdin. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Aladdin, the parrot's of course. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is yeah. probably how most kids would have yeah. heard his voice. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, well, that's... That's a great one. No problems with uh, Gilbert Gaffrey. Uh, okay, so my number five is Steve Buscemi as Phil Hickel on The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Yeah, that's great. He plays uh, Ellen's dad. Uh, he shows up in three episodes of Pete and Pete, X equals Y, Apocalypse Pete, and Space Geeks and Johnny Unitas. Um, and I think um, he's probably one where I didn't know at the time who he was because yeah. a lot of the stuff he was doing was like Tarantino or <laughs> I, I wasn't watching it <laughs> um but he he's a great addition to the show um he's perfect as Ellen's dad and there's a couple even though he's not in it much we know a couple things about him he's a guidance counselor at her school <laughs> and uh, in particular I love the episode x equals y where Ellen needs help and she goes to his office and he's got a wheel of jobs <laughs> <laughs> oh algebra is essential Ellen if you want to stay competitive in an ever-changing job market, you need to be well-rounded. But, Dad, I can't take it anymore. What do trains and fungal growth have to do with my future? Well, now... Ah, how about writing a fast track to an exciting career in caboose repair? Dad... Okay, then, let's try fungal growth. Ah. 
How do you know that mold research is one of America's fastest growing fields? Thanks for your help, Dad. Um, and then we also know that he's kind of foes with Don Wrigley because yeah. of the racing episode yeah. with their <laughs> remote control cars. Yeah, I really love that episode. Um, so, yeah, he kind of displays, like, there's a dark side to him. There's, like, a really friendly, happy side to him. Um, and Steve Buscemi's just a great actor. Uh, I think he was the race one, the episode where Artie pushed the house, like, an inch and so he, so he like went to put his key in the lock, and it was a little bit <laughs> off. And hung um, up his coat, and it just fell on the ground. I can't say for certain. There's a whole lot of shenanigans. There's sure. a whole lot of shenanigans. But, um, yeah. I, uh, Phil Hickle definitely messes with mom's plate and like gets oh, her yeah, dancing yeah, at the yeah, dinner yeah. table, which really infuriates Don. <laughs> um, there's some dirty business in that episode. Um, yeah, that's a great character. Yeah, um, and I love Steve Buscemi and everything pretty much. So yeah, that might have that must have been the first time I saw him. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't have seen like the next time I think I registered who he was was probably when I saw Billy Madison. Oh, and he's yeah. in that for a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's just got such a distinctive look. Yes, that it's once you hard see to him, miss. yeah, yeah. Uh, and he looks. I mean, he lo- he's really quirky looking in Pete and Pete. They give him the huge glasses, and he like yeah. just totally slicks his hair back. Um, yeah, it's a a really fun character. Yeah, so I thought great. he was a good guest star. He's very close to making my list. Oh Didn't boy! Uh, okay. okay. All right. So um, for number four this is one I've we've talked a little about before, but I went, went with uh, Bobcat Goldwaite. Oh, from yeah. the Sandman or Tale of the Final Wish. Yeah, as the Sandman. Yeah. Um, again, great performance by him. <laughs> Just really goofy and uh, cracks me up. Yeah. Um, especially him just jump, jumping out of the bed uh, from <laughs> yeah. under the bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that shot um, is just. It's yeah, and it's, it was on those Nickelodeon commercials, and it felt yeah. kind of the same thing as Gilbert, where he had such a distinctive voice that again you felt like they must have pulled this really important yeah. comedian yeah. in. Yeah, it was a pretty big deal for Are You for the Dark, both of these guys, yeah. I think. Yeah, um, and there was just it's hard to even pin down. I think it's that they're both so distinctive and odd, kind mm. of that they just really stick with me. Yeah. The only thing I would say, uh, Bobcat did not make my list, but he, mm, he was close. Yeah. I, and I actually rewatched the episode today <laughs> uh, just to make sure. Yeah. And the one thing I noticed is, yeah, he doesn't pop up until minute 11, which is halfway through the episode. Um, and how long? He, a or, minute, minute 11 of a you know a 23-minute episode. Um, yeah, that's definitely strange. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, okay. Uh, I feel it. Yeah. So I he's very funny. Actually that was the other thing as I was watching and I was going I don't know if he's actually trying to be funny or if his <laughs> acting is just really bad. I, I, I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's I just I, done so well. Yeah, Loved I like it. I like I like the pick. I like the pick. Um okay, cool. Uh my number 4 is a little bit of a cheat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I, I think it just deserves recognizing. Yeah. Uh, and so my number four is all musical guests on all that. Yeah. Oh. Um, I like I like that uh, <laughs> broad pick. So there, there's a lot of things to appreciate here. Um, there, I think there's something to be said for all that's ability to draw major artists yeah. uh, to a kids network. 
Um, clearly they're doing the Saturday Night Live thing of having a musical guest per episode, but also there's a variety of music, so certainly stuff I don't think I would have been listening to in my house. I was kind of checking out through all that, which I thought was really cool. Um, and I think, like, genuinely, probably if not for all that, I wouldn't have developed an appreciation for different types of music. Yeah. Um, I definitely wouldn't have had a childhood crush on Left Eye from TLC, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, nice. R- rest in peace, Left Eye. Um, and I just made a little bit of a list. This is absolutely not every musical artist who is on all that, because that list is lengthy. Um, but here are some of the big names you guys might recognize from all that. So Backstreet Boys were on with I Want It That Way. Erica Badu, hmm. Bare Naked Ladies, Mary J. Blige. Uh, Boys to Men, Coolio Twice, <laughs> Destiny's wow. Child, P. Diddy, Missy Elliott Three Times. <laughs> Must have been a real moneymaker for her. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nelly Furtado, Lauren Hill, Wyclef Jean, uh, Jennifer Lopez, Montel Jordan, Avril Lavigne Three Times, LL Cool J Three Times, Mace, one of my personal favorites, InSync, Nas, Outkast, Busta Rhymes Twice, another favorite. Uh, Run DMC, Britney Spears twice, Spice Girls, Sugar Ray, Third Eye Blind, TLC twice, A Tribe Called Quest, and Usher. <laughs> wow. Uh, and there was many, many more that I, you know, I could yeah. have, ha- I could have added your Aaron Carter's. <laughs> or... <laughs> I, it's funny. I actually don't remember. I, if you would have asked, I would have said that they only had musical guests through like the first season. Mm. I didn't remember it being a part of every single episode like that. Yeah. All. I don't know if. I don't know if it is every episode, but it's definitely mm-hmm. majority of episodes and all the way through season one through, I mean, it ran for a long time, yeah. almost, I think, season 10. Um, so, yeah. And I think there were times as a kid where I may have shut off the episode <laughs> if it was like, I don't know, Drake Bell. Is that his name? Drake yeah, Bell? Yeah. yeah. If Drake Bell was coming on, <laughs> I probably may have just clicked it off. But yeah. um, I think there's something to be said for it. Yeah, it's kind of a shame that I don't think, as far as I know, there's nothing like all that on Nickelodeon anymore. Yeah. And uh, that variety show thing, or like the comic, uh, like the comedy variety thing yeah. is uh, great. I mean, I, I mean, it's hit and miss, but mm. I think it's a nice thing to have there. Yeah. Uh, maybe a lost art for kids, though. Yeah. I don't know what the kid. I don't know what kids have now that doesn't mean there isn't something. I'm saying I yeah, literally yeah. don't know yeah, what neither do I. kids have if there's anything. Yeah. Um, so well, good one. Sh- good shout good out one. to all that yeah. for paving the way. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay. Well, my number three, this is another Pete and Pete character, but I went with Miss Fingerwood. Ooh. Sid Straw. Yeah, Sid Straw. Um, actually, Miss Elma Cooter Fingerwood is her full name. Uh, I mean, Cooter <laughs> being her I don't know how they nickname. got away with that. <laughs> That seems impossible yeah. that that got through Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. Um, really great character. Just really, another really distinctive person that's just like, um, I, I guess I really remember her at, her parts in the episodes really well. Um, the band one especially. Oh, man. Uh, her yeah. Pete. <laughs> uh, yeah, her, her counting them off with like math fraction. Sure. Yeah. Shri, uh, Pete's band made its North American debut live over Wart Radio. On bass guitar, her head may be filled with numbers, but her veins throb with gasoline. She's Elma Cooter Fingerwood. 
heart times soul equals rock and roll. Very good. <laughs> um, and uh, she's also in a couple other episodes. Um, she's the math teacher. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I... Right. She's a really great character. Uh, really... Uh, just another one of those performances that I can't get over even this long after. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, so, and she's just really distinctive part of the show to me, I guess, of all, as far as all the secondary characters, she's one of the top for me. Yeah. I, yeah. she's very memorable. Um, she's also an X equals Y and Ellen's questioning of yeah. why they have to learn the math drives her out of the profession. <laughs> <laughs> she questions her whole life. Um, and, uh, yeah, as you, as you mentioned, a hard day's Pete is, uh, just just the fact that the math teacher would be in the band. <laughs> yeah. The makeup so of the band great. is so strange. <laughs> yeah. What is it? It's the it's, mailman? Yeah, the or meter reader. Yeah. Uh Miss Fingerwood and Clem, Clem. his friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's a good pick. Good pick. Uh Pete and Pete has a lot to offer. Yeah. Um you could really go in a lot of different directions. Okay. Uh, so for my number three, I decided to go with uh, someone we've already heard about, Gilbert Godfrey as, nice. as Roy. <laughs> Again, that was from The Tale of Station 109.1, and uh, yeah, just a tornado of comedy. Yeah. Really. <laughs> and, and much, I think the thing that uh, is interesting about that episode, which I also watched recently, um, is he is... Are You Afraid of the Dark does attempt comedy from time to time, Mm -hmm. and it's very rarely funny. (laughs) But he is actually very funny. And so, like, to watch an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode with, like, a real... Someone who can really deliver lines in a juicy way uh, is... I like it a lot. Um, Here, here another clip here. Uh, Excuse me. No cutting in line. That's my brother. He's not dead. Really? Yes. Finally. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, so just just how dryly he kind of delivers the lines. Um, I think people, most people probably remember this episode because of Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Who I'm not counting because he was not a guest star. (laughs) Um, Wait, what do you mean? Well, he wasn't famous yet. Oh. He was on the show, but it was pre... He didn't mean anything. He was just another Canadian kid (laughs) trying to get his break. Um, But don't be fooled, people. Gosling is not the headline here. No, no. <laughs> it's Godfrey, and um, just the premise of him in the afterlife and being kind of the guy who decides who goes yeah, in. And... That's who's deciding your fate. <laughs> that would be great. But it's 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 it is kind of like a perfect role for him. Yeah, it's uh it's very it's a comical role. It's kind of dark. Um, so yeah, I I remember as a kid thinking it was funny, and I rewatched it recently, and he still was a very funny. Um, yeah, he was great all around. A 90s staple, yeah. really. He has his own podcast, oh. uh, and he's still got it. I mean, he's really <laughs> funny. He's like got a pretty cutting sense of humor. I believe he was also the host of USA's Up All Night. That oh. used to show like old horror movies and stuff. Okay. Uh, Interesting. So that was really good. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Anyway. Yep. So, my number two, and I'm stepping a little out of the box here, Okay. is... Michael Bauer, Venus DeMilo, and Danny Cooksey uh, guest starring on Wild and Crazy Kids. Ooh, very good. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah. <laughs> so that was just a great moment, like seeing the kids from another show yeah. show up on 
Uh, and on Wild and Crazy Kids in particular, because yeah. they interacted with real kids and stuff, you know? The game show the game show felt really different. Exactly, like, yeah, what you yeah. just said. The fact that, the, like, oh, man, these kids are getting to hang out with Salute Your Short Cast. Uh, that's so cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it had to have been surreal for yeah. the Wild and Crazy Kids. Like, I, I just imagine being there. Yeah. And... I don't know. Being a part of it would be awesome. I wonder if some of the kids were afraid to approach Danny Cooksey because yeah. is he like Bud yeah. Nick? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, is he a jerk? <laughs> yeah. Or is he a cool guy? Yeah. Which I'm sure he's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, he seems pretty nice in the few interviews and stuff I've caught. Yeah. That's a good pick. Uh, and there are... I'm, I didn't dive that deep because I think you could probably really find a whole different category of guest stars on the game shows. Yeah. They, they pop up from time to time. I, uh... It's not on my list, it's not on my close calls, but there's a clip on YouTube of Mark Summers on the Double Dare set interviewing Steven Spielberg, <laughs> and it's pretty It's pretty funny. I would check it out. Uh, Steven Spielberg himself is very funny in the interview. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. My number two, uh, close to my number one, but number two for me is Adam West as Principal ah, Ken yes. Schwinger from The Adventures of Pete and Pete. <laughs> and... Uh, it's it's really like a genuinely great performance that uh, Adam West gives. Of course, he passed away recently, which is sad. But uh, he he's only in season three, which yeah. most people don't have access to. <laughs> Again, Daily Motion is very helpful. Um, if you want to watch, he's in two episodes. So he's in an episode called Last Laugh, uh, and this is where little Pete's planning his big April Fool's <laughs> yeah. prank, and Principal Schwinger is just. He he hires Pitt Stain to pretty much like he's got cameras set up all over the school. He is not letting little Pete get away. He's got like a special police force. Um, so he, and he's so serious. Uh, like, he never breaks character. Yeah. He is deadly serious. He just wants to destroy Pete Wrigley. Yeah, um, he's a great mean principal. Yeah, just that yeah. perfect that character. Yeah, kind of it comes up from time to time in things. Yeah, really great. Um, also, uh, he's in an episode called All Nighter, which is a great season three. Oh, and these, wow. these episodes are actually back to back. So yeah. he was on it two episodes in a row. And All Nighter is, of course, where <laughs> Wayne Pardue, Monica, and Little Pete all get busted. Uh, they get sent to the principal's office where he pretty much just ridicules them. Uh, he's called away for an emergency. And uh, the kids are stuck in the school for the night. <laughs> that is one of the greatest like kid premises ever. It's really at good. the time yeah. when that came out, I was like, yeah. "Wow, that yeah, that is just one of those things." Kind of a like sister episode to Nightcrawlers. Yeah, um, of this idea of just staying up nonstop, and then in this case, being trapped in your school. Yeah, and yeah. What's it like we'll at go, night? Yeah, yeah. Um, and there is a line he delivers in All Nighters. Um, let's hear it here. I might not be the smartest man in the world. Then again, I might be. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. It's just a shame. I think he wasn't more reoccurring in the show yeah. because he seemed like the perfect nemesis for Little Pete. Uh, totally, totally in love with himself. Um, yeah. If you if you haven't checked out those ep- those two episodes in a while, I'd go back because he is really funny. Uh, I really also love when he comes back to the school in the morning and discovers yeah. they've been there. <laughs> yes. Just just oh that look God. of, oh, I've really screwed <laughs> yeah. up. And little Pete knows now he can use this yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great one. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, my number one pick. Yeah. And again, a little unusual, but I think it counts as a guest star. Okay. Went with Lori Beth Denberg on Figure It Out. Do you fling it at your friends? No. Do they have to do with the most cookies? Like the most of something? Yes. Did you win a contest having to do? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've talked a lot about this at this point in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know what Jim thinks. He, don't, he doesn't like it one bit. <laughs> I absolutely love Lori Beth on there. Um, <laughs> I think she really brought it. She like was mm. the the guest star that I wanted to see. I mean, yeah. as far as those guest stars go, she was just like so lively and a tough customer. Yeah. Um, why don't we hear? A little clip here. You in? Did you make something to hold a snake in? To put a snake in? No. Are you oh, an God. expert snake handler? Yes. You gotta oh. want to know the answer. Oh. Blank snake and blank handler. Uh-oh. Expert snake and You're blank an expert handler. Expert snake and. Oh, roll, Lori Beth. Lizard handler. Yes. yes. <laughs> So that's Lori Beth uh, crushing kids' uh, dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, getting multiple guesses in a row. Um, yeah. Love it, love it. Um, yeah, she. We we've discussed her both on the podcast a lot and off the mic. <laughs> As just the destroyer of children's dreams. I, I, when you watch, when you go back and watch, and uh, Splat hasn't played it a ton, but you can track down episodes here and there. Uh, she is so dead serious about getting the clue. And usually, like, Cal Mitchell will be sitting next to her, and he'll always just... Whatever the stupidest thing he can do is what he does. And I think that says something about him. Like, he wants this kid just to get whatever the prize is. And then it gets to her, and it's... I mean, she's going hard. Lori Beth is like the station's closer, yeah. trying to keep these kids from getting the ultimate prize. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're. I'm sure the producers are saying we have a budget. We'd like to stick to it. Uh, nail this kid. Yeah. You know, we'll let Kel do his thing. We'll let Danny Tamborelli do his thing. Yeah. Um, but you are the you know you're the winner. Yeah. Who else? Who are some of the other common judges on? Um, Mark Wiener was on a bunch of episodes. Yes, yes, Amanda Bynes, I think, was on a bunch. Kevin, who's the yeah, adult Kevin. on all that. <laughs> Who we looked up not too long ago, and Kevin is the producer on many things yeah. <laughs> uh, throughout Nickelodeon. And he was either the creator or co-creator of all that. Mm. So uh, he oh, he seemed snuck like... himself in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think he's just some actor playing a doofus, but he's pretty important. But he's really a doofus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm figuring it out. Yeah, he kept he kept in character. <laughs> okay. So I don't I don't I think it's gonna be hard to beat Laurie Beth, but mm. let's let's hear it. <laughs> um, okay, so mine is my number one uh, guest star is Chris Farley, uh, who appeared. On all that in the sketch, Cooking with Randy. Man. <laughs> and so I picked this because it's uh, almost symbolic. of It's Keenan Thompson and Chris Farley yeah. in a sketch together. Yeah. 
kind of SNL's future <laughs> with you know iconic SNL. Yeah. And it's really if you haven't watched it, it's on YouTube. The Splat posted it, um, and it's really just kind of cool to watch them together. It's one of the last appearances Farley did. Um, he would host SNL one more time, but besides that, it was one of his last TV appearances in '97. Um, and the premise of the sketch, of course, is Randy is obsessed with chocolate. Uh, Chris Farley is on the sketch as Chef Farley from Chicago, um, but he's just doing his Matt Foley character, the you know the man by uh, yeah the van, van down by the river. Yeah, um, that's pretty much what he's doing in the sketch. Uh, but his catch is not that he's obsessed with chocolate; it's that uh, Chef Farley is obsessed with ketchup. This here is a seven-layer chocolate cake with a chocolate mousse center. Covered in chocolate icing. <laughs> it is lovely, Chef Farley. You know, the only thing I might add would be just a little bit I more... know, I know. Ketchup. You read my mind. Ketchup boy. Ketchup, hang Come on, on in ketchup. here. This <laughs> here's Ketchup boy. How you doing, Ketchup boy? Just fine. You got your own Ketchup boy? Doesn't everybody? Now stand back, Randu, because this can get a little ugly. You gotta do it oh, just And so every time Chef Randy thinks he's going to suggest ketchup, I'm sorry, suggests chocolate, it's ketchup. Um, and also Chris Farley's brother, Kevin Farley, is in the sketch as ketchup boy. Uh, anytime Chris Farley needs ketchup, Kevin comes on and brings him ketchup. Um, and so, yeah, it was one I had forgotten about. And this is just a stroke of luck that this weekend I was flipping through the stations at, at night. And on Splat, I turned it on right as the sketch was on. And um, I had no idea Chris Farley was on all that. It, it's still kind of like re-watching it again. It blew my mind. Um, just kind of a cool thing that happened. Yeah, that's incredible. I, I didn't know that at all. Um, and I didn't think you were going to be able to do it, but that's a really great pick. I think <laughs> it might have upstaged Lori Beth. Um, yeah, that's really something. That's like a like way more famous of some of a person than you would expect to be on, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, really cool though. Every, in everything you heard, Chris Farley was a, I mean, he had a dark kind of a yeah. dark path, but he also was genuinely like a very caring and loving person. So it seems like, yeah, of course he did all that. Like, yeah. You yeah. know, probably at some point. Um, and, uh, I'm just happy I caught it and, uh, cook cooking with Randy was not one of my favorite sketches. Mm. So at first I was like, oh man, it's a bummer he got stuck on this sketch. <laughs> but then, yeah, you stop and think about it and it's cool. He's in a sketch with Keenan. Um, I read an interview with Keenan where he said it was just, you know, Farley was kind of everything you thought. He was really yeah. caring and fun. With, like he had fun with the kids. And um, so it that, that seems like a pretty cool guest, guest starring spot. Yeah, that's, that's great. Well... That's it. Good list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Those were really enjoyable to go through. We have some close calls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I pretty I just like pretty much listed a bunch of Pete and Pete ones. Uh, <laughs> Polaris, Iggy Pop, Chris mm. Elliott, yeah. Donovan, William Hickey, who we <laughs> talked about, of course. Um. Marshall Crenshaw as Lightning Mel Ratner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Kate Pearson and Michael Stipe, who we both talked about. Yeah. Um, just Pete and Pete was just... 
ripe with uh, guest appearances. Yeah, it's crazy. I, yeah. I just didn't want to pick everybody from that. You know? <laughs> um, but also, a one of the Are You For The Dark ones I remembered uh, was Tia and Tamara Mori from yeah. uh, the Lizard episode. Uh, uh, chameleon. Yeah, 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 yeah chameleon. The chameleon. Yeah. I didn't love the episode, I guess, but not I thought really. it was a fine guest appearance. Yeah, yeah. not bad. Uh, <laughs> I had no problem. I, it's not my favorite episode, but they were fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it for me. Though. Okay. Uh, I mentioned Tatiana Ali from The Tale mm. of Quicksilver, who mm. I thought she was actually pretty yeah, good that, in it. And, uh, the episode I really like as, and as well. And as a fan of Fresh Prince, that was definitely one as a kid where I knew who the guest oh, yeah. star was. Oh, yeah. That seemed like a big deal. Um, I had Bobcat as Sandman. Mm. Um, just too funny to pass up. I have Janine Garofalo, who's also an X equals yeah. Y in Pete and Pete. And she <laughs> plays teacher Miss Brackett, who is having a meltdown in the teacher's lounge about Ellen's thing. Uh, you know, she she's, she's pooling at her hair. She's, yeah, she's really comical. Uh, also from Pete and Pete, I had Ellen Cleghorn, who plays bus driver Sally, bus driver Stu's yeah. love. Uh, and at that time, she was on Saturday Night Live. Um, I had Alex Trebek, who did hmm. a uh, who did a voice on Rugrats on the game show Super Stumpers, uh, which Dee Dee is on, huh. uh, and he plays Alex Quebec. <laughs> uh, I did pull up a clip as, of that as well. Um, I'm doing it because it's really funny that Alex Trebek was on Rugrats, but his appearance is pretty underwhelming. It's not very funny. And <laughs> and finally, I had Dan Castellaneta as Jonathan. You'd know him better as the voice of Homer from The Simpsons, yeah. but he did a couple episodes of Rugrats, and he played Jonathan, <laughs> who was pretty much Angelica's mom's whipping boy. Uh, he worked at the company yeah. with her, uh, and... But he was also really smug. He hated Angelica. He always was trying to like get yeah. Angelica in trouble. Um, so I just thought it was funny that Homer did Jonathan's voice. Yeah, yeah I forgot about Jonathan. That's great. Yeah. Um, so those were my close calls. Nice. Uh, okay, so those were our close calls. So it's time for Ferguson's. My Ferguson is Ooh, just one. Yeah, okay. just one. Kendall Gill from me, my brother and me. <laughs> oh man, I should have put that in my close calls because that was awesome. <laughs> I, I, you know, had no idea who he was uh, or anything. Yeah. Um, and it was just one of those ridiculous things on my brother and me that like seemed just a little over the top <laughs> for what was going on, and so, yeah. Um, me okay, so I'm retroactively putting Kendall Gill on my close calls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one thing about athletes who show up as guest stars on shows is their performances are almost always awful. <laughs> Very stilted, and it always sounds as if they're reading off a cue card. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I like that. Also, that made me think of uh, Wild and Crazy Kids. I know Arnold Schwarzenegger showed up on an episode, and that oh, seemed yeah. like a pretty yeah. good deal. Yeah. Um, it was a little easier he wasn't acting really he was just right yeah he just <laughs> being, had to be arnold yeah yeah uh okay that's um an interesting one uh, i mean perhaps, for me it's a ferguson perhaps the most but... famous episode of my brother and me it's actually saying. the first episode oh okay well start with a bang i guess yeah. <laughs> um okay my ferguson's I, ha- I have two 
and they are Danny Cooksey and Melissa Joan Hart, uh, who both appeared in separate Are You Afraid of the Dark mm. episodes. And I guess why I did this was because you had two pretty notable Nickelodeon actors, yeah. Danny Cooksey, who played Bud Nick in Salute Your Shorts, and Melissa Joan Hart, who played Clarissa on Clarissa Explains It All. And I think probably at the time I was excited, but I remember even as a kid after both episodes, I felt weird about it. I felt like they shouldn't have been in the episode. Like, it broke a feeling. That, yeah, of, like you're thinking of them almost as the character that they are right. and then they show up as another character yeah it's like very uh disconcerting or something yeah and, um, i mean danny cooksey's character uh who he's in the tale of the guardian's curse his character is not too far removed from budnick he's pretty obnoxious but he's also he's got a pretty neglectful father yeah. um <laughs> so he's got reasons i guess to be edgy uh, yeah, I thought both of their appearances were underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it could have been... I thought it should have been more like almost just them or mm. something somehow, yeah. or more them. Yeah. Like, when you saw this character that you knew come to this other show, it was like you wanted to, that to be the focus. Yeah. And especially the uh, Melissa Joan Hart episode, um, the other kid was almost like... Way, more the main character. Oh, way more. Yeah. I think they're both the co-stars, and in her case, m- much less than. Yeah. Um, it was odd. And I think it was Melissa who mentioned Melissa Joan Hart in that episode yeah. as one of her least favorite characters. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she is just... Uh, so, she's not playing Clarissa in any way, but she's also <laughs> not very enjoyable, and that kind of ruins Clarissa. Anyway, it's... Um, yeah. It just... It's something I was not a fan of, except for what you said, which was using them in the game show element. That's kind yes. of fun, because in that case, they're the celebrity. Yeah. Somehow that was okay. It was like, okay, knowing that they were an actor playing one character that uh-huh. you liked, but, but not... just that character. <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare. Don't... Yeah, don't cheat on your character. Like, go outside of yours. And forget about Sabrina the Witch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How dare you betray us. Actually, that almost felt to me like a continuation of Clarissa Explains It All, except with that magic element. Mm-hmm. Like, if you took away the magic... It virtually could have been the same, like, a future Clarissa Explains It All. She was almost the same is, person, I felt like, in the show. Is this, is this going to be in your book of theories uh, with <laughs> yeah. Sardo being yeah. a genie? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. You should start, like, a little catalog right. of theories. I like it. All right, so those are Ferguson's, and uh, it's time for a new segment of What Would YouTube Comments Do? Yeah, I got a, I got a few good ones. Um, Anastasia about Gilbert Gottfried said, <laughs> "Did anyone know that Gilbert also plays the voice of Iago from Latin?" <laughs> Which, <laughs> so I thought that was pretty humorous. Good, good catch. <laughs> also about Gilbert Gottfried, this is great. I thought uh, Adam Guy two thousand three said. I can still remember this is when I first learned his name was Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Seeing it in the opening credits to this up, up to that point, I think I just called him that loud guy from Problem Child. <laughs> and I can still remember bursting out laughing when I first saw him do his knock on the window rant in this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then, unexpectedly, his brief little monologue is surprisingly inspiring, heartwarming, 
It's part of what inspired me to become a better person when I was a kid. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Jeez. So, yeah, he, he has a little monologue about <clears throat> if you've led a good life, you have nothing to fear in the afterlife. <laughs> it's only horrible if you've led a bad life. If you led a good life, it's the best thing going. Uh, yeah, incredible to think Gilbert Gottfried uh, had that kind of impact on someone. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm, great. I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I don't know, a couple more. Um, Square One said Lori Beth bodied that girl in <laughs> one of these videos. Hey, I'm, whatever I she's re- referring to, I agree. <laughs> and, and Smash It With A Hammer said... <laughs> I bet she was pissed because all she won was a rock from the aggro crag, even though that would be awesome. I don't oh. think she actually won that, though. Yeah. They just said a guts um, prize prop. Yeah. So it could have been anything. Sure. Um, uh, meanwhile, Lori Beth busted out another amazing soul-crushing performance <laughs> as usual. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, love it. That's good. Yeah. Um, I also had a couple Gilbert uh, Godfrey comments, so there must you know. There's some good ones. So um, Alexander Espinoza said, what Gilbert Gottfried is saying about the afterlife is true. If you led a bad life, it's going to be horrible, and you might regret all the decisions you made. Live a good life, and you have nothing to fear about the afterlife. (laughs) So, again, he's really getting through to people. (laughs) I guess the writers of Are You Afraid of Dark are getting through to people, but through Gilbert. (laughs) Um, Also about Gilbert, Timberwolf27 said, this episode opened my eyes to a lot of things. <laughs> wow. I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Radio or afterlife. Yeah. Uh, and finally, about Gilbert, Omed Chazek 6133 said, I wonder what Roy did to deserve this afterlife. <laughs> How he got stuck in that yeah. position. Yeah, that's a deep thought. Yeah. <laughs> How does the guy behind the counter get that job? <laughs> um, and then there's one more comment on YouTube. It was from the All That. Um, the all that video with Chris Farley oh, and Keenan, yeah. uh, and the comment says the terrible laugh track that's not even synced, very good, is pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually agree, the laugh track and all that is sometimes so jarring it can really take you out of it. Um, so some some yeah. as always some very funny uh, <laughs> yeah. commentary yeah. on YouTube. Um, For sure. All right. all right, so do you want to talk a little bit about kind of what is or is not coming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to take a little break over the next couple of weeks to yeah. prepare a big um, October extravaganza of yeah. episodes. Yeah. Um, we want I think both of us, uh, Halloween is like a major holiday. Yeah. Uh, especially as a kid, maybe the best. Yeah. Love fall. Uh, love that lead up to Halloween. And Nickelodeon... I'm sure we'll talk about this in the episodes. Nickelodeon did a really great job of getting you excited. Yeah, another thing that they did great, like, in between the lines. Yeah. Like, in between the shows. They're just building you up for this great time. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, we just wanted to talk about a bunch of stuff, as much yeah. as we can fit in. So, right. um, Yeah, we're going to hit you guys with a lot. So there'll be a co- hopefully a couple episodes each week in October. Um, but that means a lot of recording and a lot of editing in the meantime. So yeah, that's why we're going to be taking a break. Yeah. We will be back though. October 1st, I believe is the first Sunday of October. October 1st, Sunday. We're back with 
Salute your shorts, Zeke the Plumber. Uh, perfect way <laughs> to start out the season. Uh, yeah, maybe the most memorable episode of yeah. Salute Your Shorts. Um, and Jim will be joining us for Zeke yeah. the Plumber. Um, and there's yeah a lot, a lot to look forward to in October. So. Um, yeah, in the meantime, if you want, start from episode one, favorite opening credits, and <laughs> <laughs> by the time you've done it, it should be October. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for October. You can hear it playing behind <laughs> us right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so in the meantime, in the many weeks uh, we'll be away from you guys, you can find us on Twitter at uh, BOC Podcast as in Big Orange Couch. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. And that is really the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, as Celeste and Justin know, we uh, we check our email. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to hear from more people. Yeah. Um, you can check us out on Podbean, and you can check us out on iTunes. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to our newest reviewer on iTunes, Endless Alexandra, uh, who gave us five stars. We are wow. we have 18 reviews, all five stars. Wow. So, Very nice. So leave us a review. You could break that trend. I wouldn't even mind. <laughs> leave us a review. Uh, you know, maybe four stars. Um, anyway, we, we really appreciate yeah. that and um, all the feedback you've been giving us uh, in any platform. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Oh. So get ready for Halloween. Yeah. Um, it should be great. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tingling with anticipation. <laughs> all right. Until then. So long. Cheers.